G'day Pickleball family. First thing to know, as shared on pickleball.com, MLP playoffs, San Clemente, California recap. SoCal Hardates make history in challenger level. Chicago Slice won't be denied Premier Crown. The SoCal Hardates and Chicago Slice came into the MLP Season 2 playoffs with different level of comfort, as reported by Will Dorton. The Hardates, a team featuring Eva Radzikowska, Jana Newell, CJ Klinger and Todd Fort, rolled into San Clemente looking to capture their third title in as many events after going undefeated in Atlanta and Dallas. As the undisputed top team at the challenger level, they had already earned a spot in Tuesday's finals and didn't even have to play a match on Monday. The Chicago Slice, on the other hand, had not made it to a final in either of the season's first two events and had to survive an elimination match against the Miami Pickleball Club on Monday just to make the Premier Level semi-finals. Despite the difference in their roads, both the Hard Eights and Slice stood victorious as MLP Season 2 champions on Tuesday afternoon, once all was said and done. The Hard Eights took on the St. Louis Shock for the title, and the first match of the bout featured Newell and Radzikowska taking on the Shock's Judith Castillo and Jeannie Arakina in women's doubles. Both teams saved multiple match points in the tense affair, but Newell and Radzikowska came away with a 27-25 victory to give SoCal an advantage they wouldn't lose. This win gave the Hard Eights the momentum they needed to win the preceding men's doubles and mixed doubles matches to claim the title in three games and complete the first undefeated campaign in MLP history. After such a dominant run in Season 2, Radzikowska says there's only one logical way to continue. I think the only way forward is to keep us together for the next year so that we can win more, she joked. It was a different and certainly more dramatic victory for the Chicago Slice. After getting past the Miami Pickleball Club in four games on Monday, the team consisting of Jesse Irvine, Lacey Sheeman, Ben Johns and Eric Lang took on reigning MLP Dallas champions, the DC Pickleball team, in the Premier Level semi-finals. DC jumped out to a quick 2-0 lead after winning both gender doubles matches, but Chicago's mixed doubles pairings of Neiman and Lang and Irvine and Johns evened the match at 2-2 behind close wins to force a dream breaker. Both teams remained even in the dream breaker until Riley Newman went on a run to give DC a 2016 advantage. With his teams back up against the wall, Johns saved two match points against Christian Olshon to make it 19-20 before Schneeman continued the final run to propel Chicago to a 22-20 victory and book a spot in Tuesday's final against the Orlando Squeeze. A comeback like the one the Slice pulled off in the semifinals is so crazy that there was almost no chance of it happening again in the finals. Almost no chance. Much like they had done the previous day, Chicago dropped both gender doubles matches against the Squeeze. And as Orlando's pairing of Anna Bright and Rachel Rohrbacher and Zane Navratil and Andre Dioscu looked sharp. The Slice's situation looked especially grim with Navratil and Rohrbacher holding a 17-14 lead in the first mixed doubles match. But Lang and Schneeman won seven of the next eight points to get Chicago on the board with a 21-18 win and changed the course of the entire match. Johns and Irvine followed suit with a 21-19 victory over Diescu and Bright to force a dream breaker for all the marbles. Like I said, almost no chance. 
Orlando jumped out to a 10-6 lead in the Dreambreaker, but Johns reeled off four straight points against Navratil to tie it at 10-all before the deficit became too great. With the Dreambreaker tied at 14-14, Jessie Irvine took the match into her own hands. She scored four crucial points in a row against Rawbucker to give the slice a lead they wouldn't lose. Schneeman would close out the match a few points later to complete Chicago's second improbable comeback in as many days to claim the Season 2 Premier-level title. Much different journeys for the Hard Eights and the Slice, but the same success regardless. And if you've come this far in the update, please be sure to dink that like button on whichever platform you're watching or listening to it on so it can be shared with and found by other fellow pickleballers. Second thing to know, as shared on pickleballunion.com, the nation's first USTA, US Tennis Association, operated indoor pickleball space to open in Loudoun, Virginia. Further evidence of the tennis community accepting that pickleball is not just a new kid on the block, but is here to stay, comes with the news that the USTA Mid-Atlantic Foundation has announced the January opening of Village Pickle in Loudoun County, Virginia. This will be the county's first dedicated indoor pickleball facility. The village at Leesburg will use its vacant retail space to house the new centre, which will initially feature four courts with the intention of expanding it to eight during the summer. The driving force behind this idea is Henry Fonville, president of Rappaport, the overseeing entity for leasing at the village of Leesburg. Last summer, Fonville set up temporary courts in an empty storefront, which sparked huge interest among pickleball enthusiasts, with over 150 participants turning up. The popularity of the event prompted Von Bell to realise that a permanent venture had potential. Well, this is really going to work, Von Bell remembers thinking at the time. This idea led to invitations to pickleball organisations for them to establish permanent courts and ultimately resulted in a partnership with the USTA. Von Bell highlighted the alignment with the non-profit's focus on health and wellness, noting the swift grassroots development of the initiative. It has really come together quickly, Fonville told Norman K. Steyer at Loudon Now. It happened at a very grassroots manner. Tara Fitzpatrick Navarro, CEO of the USTA Mid-Atlantic Foundation, talked enthusiastically about the centre, highlighting the alignment with the organisation's efforts to establish a top-notch tennis competition complex in the Leesburg vicinity. We really want to create a home in Loudon County, she said. The foundation, although primarily focused on tennis, has collaborated with pickleballers for two years, culminating in this innovative indoor concept. Fitzpatrick Navarro emphasised the mutual benefits of tennis and pickleball for seeing the nation's first USTA-operated indoor pickleball space. There is a lot of compliments to the two sports, she said. Recognising the surge in pickleball's popularity and how it now attracts players of various ages and skill levels, Fitzpatrick Navarro also highlighted the sport's inclusive nature. She anticipates the Leesburg Centre will promote inclusivity, increasing its appeal to diverse demographics. This will be a welcoming place for all people, she said. Fonviel said the location at the village of Leesburg, Virginia, with its bowling alley, movie theatre and trampoline centre, in addition to restaurant and bars, will provide the ideal combination of amenities to make the new USTA facility a success. He envisions ideal family scenarios. You can drop the kids at the movies, play pickleball and then go out to dinner, he said. Scheduled to open in January, Village Pickles opening hours are 7am to 9pm daily, providing food and beverages at the Dell Food and Brew Hall. 
Third thing to know, as also shared on pickleballunion.com, Abilene Christian University hosts 24-hour pickleball tournament. The Abilene Christian University Pickleball Club of Abilene, Texas, served up a unique event last week with their 24-hour pickleball tournament, which took place from 3 p.m. Friday to 3 p.m. Saturday. This 24-hour event was the first one the club had organised and participants engaged in matches across various brackets. Shelley Womack of the Big Country homepage reported that the marathon featured 104 players divided into two leagues of two-person teams. Although it was a competition, the club president, Aspen Malone, emphasised that it was a friendly competition. The event even offered pickleball-themed craft activities for those who didn't want to compete, and attendees also had the chance to paint their own paddles. She added that the real fun of the night was being able to see so many students and friends come together in, and share in some light-hearted competition. It was also very come and go, so it made it easy for many more people to participate. I think it was just so much fun to see different circles of ACU and the community, all the different circles coming together, Malone said. The club offered hot cocoa, pizza and insomnia cookies to guests who attended. Santa made a seasonal photo opportunity appearance and special twists to the format were introduced at the top of every hour. Malone stated that although the club has existed for some time, it has only recently gained more popularity. Students can take part in athletic events without feeling too pressured to perform, and this provides them with the opportunity to socialise with new friends and have fun in a truly unique way. This event isn't the first one ACU Pickleball has organised. The women of Tri Kappa Gamma hosted a pickleball fundraising tournament as recently as November 5. All proceeds from this event were directed towards Abilene Palm House, benefiting their sponsored child through Rwanda House named Joy. They also held the Dr. John C. Stevens Pickleball for Parkinson's Tournament and Resource Fair in April earlier this year during Parkinson's Disease Awareness Month. Half of the proceeds raised from the event were bestowed locally, while the other half went toward the Davis Finney Foundation. The event was free to attend and open to the public. A silent auction also raised money to support the Big Country Parkinson's Disease Support Group. Dr. Lorraine Wilson, Professor Emeritus in the Department of Kinesiology and Nutrition, and Deanna Shake, Instructor in the Department of Kinesiology and Nutrition, were responsible for the organisation of the tournament in conjunction with the ACU Pickleball Club. This tournament is a unique opportunity for both players and observers to celebrate the people they know with Parkinson's and support them, Wilson said at the time. Pickleball has a rich history at ACU dating back over 40 years. Here's an account that Stephanie Smith wrote in 1998 of its beginnings at the university. A game that was similar to tennis and resembled badminton, but not familiar to every student, was pickleball. It was brought to ACU in 1982 by Dr. Joyce Curtis, Professor of Health and Physical Education. ACU conducted experimental classes with the sport to see how students would react. With the great success that the class had, a textbook was needed. Dr. Curtis wrote the text, Pickleball for Players and Teachers. The game of pickleball was a well-known sport for students looking for a PE class that was both fun and challenging. The sport also became very popular with intramurals. Paddles up.